Are you done? Yeah. I'm okay. just changing one thing. Hi. That was very weak. Um <laughs> uh, it's Philip's birthday. Happy birthday, Philip. Mm-hmm. And also I wanna say, in case you're a regular listener. Sorry, we haven't been around much lately. <laughs> we decided we're changing our recording schedule to whenever we feel like it. So um, if this really disappoints you, feel free to let us know and maybe we can, we'll go back to regular <laughs> scheduling. <laughs> but we have found that it is actually kind of hard with real life. So we're just going to do it whenever we want for fun. So uh, if you want more, you'll have to email us and tweeted us and stuff but for now we're just gonna be whenever so we're ready (laughs) okay now i'm gonna do the real intro okay (laughs) i was wondering hello and welcome to board games or board games a podcast where my husband tries to keep my attention long enough to play board games, and then I make him record podcasts about it. I'm Nina. I'm Philip. And this time we are talking about the lost runes of Arnak. Did I say it right? I think so. It's a fake word, so... Anyway, um, so I'll describe it. Uh, Lost Runes of Arnak, it was first published in 2020 by Czech Games Edition, or CGE, and it was designed by Min and Elwin, who are actually a married couple, um, with graphic Aww. design. Yeah, with graphic design by Philip Mermack and art direction by Jacob Pulitzer. Um, it supports one to four players, and it takes a little bit more than 30 minutes per player. And so Lost Ruins of Arnak has kind of that pseudo-adventure archaeology theme, like Indiana Jones or Uncharted or Tomb Raider or whatever, with Euro mechanics. Um, So each player is an explorer leading an expedition to explore the island of Arnak. Uh, So you'll uncover lost ruins, gain resources from them, which can be used to perform research, which will unlock enhancements and more resources, allowing you to reach more difficult ruins. Uh, The more lucrative ruins are guarded by ancient guardians that must be overcome or else you'll suffer negative effects from them. Uh, The game uses a variety of mechanics, a little bit of worker placement, a little bit of deck building, and a lot of resource management. And it ends after five rounds, at which point each player will add up their victory points coming from how far up the research track they went, how many temples they discovered, how many guardians they defeated, and so on. And as usual, the player with the most points wins. And that's a brief description of Lost Ruins of Arnak. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I actually set this one up. Um, and for the first time you're playing, just so you're aware, I think it took quite a little bit of time just to poke everything out of cardboard, which is very satisfying though. So that's okay. Um, but it took about, 30 minutes of poking stuff out and then just setting up the board the first time we played and then like 15 or 20 additional minutes of reading through the play instructions, um, which I read out loud to Philip this time. And 
uh, I made a note that he still understood the directions better than I did, even though I was the one reading them. <laughs> and I don't understand how he listens <laughs> when someone else is reading aloud <laughs> instructions. But anyway, um, the second week, so we actually played twice. And the second time we played, I think it only took about 15 minutes to set up. Um, and we did play pretty soon after that first playthrough. So I guess I remembered everything pretty well and it's actually kind of fun to set up because i don't know i just like the board i guess yeah it's a pretty board and there's little the a lot of it is cardboard but there's also like little gems and little arrows and some little things like that Um, and there's just like a nice place for everything on the board it's not just like you're putting cards in a bunch of stacks around the board and stuff so i like that I'm nodding. <laughs> um, yeah. What did, what did you think about the game? Um, yeah. So I, I really liked it to, to start off. Um, so when I bought the game, so this is one where people have been saying it's a really good game on various gaming things that I look at and listen to. And um, I didn't really know quite what to expect. I knew it had some deck building, which I generally like, and was also like some worker placement stuff, but that was about it. But that gave me kind of the wrong idea about it, I think, because I don't, again, I never know what our audience is, but with deck building, like, um, (laughs) uh, my mind just went blank. Uh, Do you remember the that deck building game we played dominion yeah dominion um like you just cycle through your deck many many times and the whole game is just like uh buying a deck and or buying new cards cycling through it buying new cards cycling through it and that's not really how this game works um i think you cycle through your deck maybe maybe three times um through the course of the game and so it's it's very different as far as that goes and then the worker placement thing um with most worker placement games you typically the the idea is that you want to get more workers so you can do more things and that's the only way you can do anything is to send a worker and that's not how this game works either Uh, you only ever get two workers yes and you can do things without them um i really liked that about this game because i always feel like if you can get more workers it's just always the thing to do yeah and and then i never have as many workers and then yeah it's just hard to keep up but in this one it was just nope you have to and also like you do other things aside from just placing them. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're, yeah, I yeah, I don't know how to say it. Like it, it I really like how everything comes together. Um, I didn't really get into the mechanics of how you move around on the board. Like if you want to send your worker to a location, so every location has a travel cost, and so the cards that you have in your deck, they have like their effect but also they have a secondary thing which you can use them instead which like it can be like i don't i forget it's like jeeps or boats or airplanes or something and so Mm -hmm. like the a temple on a river that's far down might cost like three boats and so you can you have to decide if you want to use your cards to send your workers there as opposed to using the effect on the card and things like that and so it's it's really it's just a good decision point that you have to make and yeah yeah i like it's it's different in that you still have to make decisions but it's not like oh i have to decide you know i can do two things out of 50 it's like no you can do like five things out of you know 
10 or whatever. Like it's yeah. just, you get to do more. Yeah. And so, you know, depending on how you want to use your cards, but it's still, I don't know. Yeah. Like and, it. um, the flow of the game is really good. Um, because the way it works, you, you get an, an action and then it goes around the board and then you get an action and it just keeps doing that for each round until everyone passes. And so it's not, you're not just sitting there waiting for someone to do like a, like a really long extensive turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes the flow go really fast. Um, yeah, yeah. that was nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what did you think about it? I guess. All those things. Okay. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of things that I didn't like about it and I was actually having a hard time yeah. coming up with anything. And the only thing really was that um, it is pretty long. So it says on the box 30 minutes per person. It took us an hour and 45 minutes the first time we played and then still an hour and a half the second time we played and we were moving fairly quickly. Game, yeah, I, th- I, I felt like, like th- that's the other thing though. I mean, it might take a little while, but I never, it didn't feel long. No, it didn't. So, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So like it, that's the one, you know, fault that I have with it or whatever. But even then it was like, I was having fun. So like, yeah, it was kind of late when we went to bed, (laughs) which matters to me. But the the one thing I could think of, and this is a stretch for me, um, I'm a little iffy about like the whole white people going around looting ancient cultures. I did say that too. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty harmless in this game. Like it's a very generic like civilization that doesn't exist anywhere. And even there's no violence. And like, even with the guardians, like you're not it explicitly words it like you're, you're overcoming them, but then they grant you a boon. So it's like it, you could read into it. Like you're impressing them or something or like bribing them. Yeah. As opposed to just, just killing them or something. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. And that's like, again, I'm, kind of stretching to even mention well that. and i think the theme even doesn't it even say or am i thinking of the other ones I we think played yeah you know you're thinking where of it's like uh yeah. so save the world now well, this one's just they're just going in there to find stuff okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. so yeah um yeah i don't <laughs> so i curious how it would play with more players um i could see three working really good i for i honestly i don't i i think this game would work pretty equally I well with all i think it counts. would uh the one thing with um two players there's spots um so <laughs> sorry kind of got stuck there uh there's only so many places that a work like uh, each location can support so many workers and you you block off those spots for two players and so the locations are limited and you can't have two people at a location. Uh, whereas you open those up for more players and, but, um, it's, I, obviously it would slow down slightly, but I don't think much mm-hmm. at all. Um, Just for the turns, but yeah, it, yeah cause of how fast it goes. Like the game would be longer, but I think it would still move pretty quick. And that's one of the nice things too, about this game. Like there, there are locations where like, even if you're playing with four people or whatever, only two people can go to some of them or one person can go to some of them. And so, like, yeah, you couldn't go to those specific locations, but you can still go to, like, there's still enough places to go that you could still go somewhere. And then for, like, the research track or whatever, like, you can always do that. No one's in your way. You can always go up that track. It doesn't matter what the other players are doing. So you're not necessarily having to worry so much about. Yeah. Like, I think maybe a couple of times I, you know, you could strategically think, like, okay, they need this 
whatever to get here. And so you could take that resource from that location or whatever to block them. But for the most part, like you still get to do everything, even if the other person did everything too. Yeah. Which is nice that yeah. I like that. Cause that's one of the things that bugs me about <laughs> like some of the worker replacement games yeah. where it's like, Oh, they went there. So now I have to do something else. Yeah. Even though that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. There's like just enough interactivity to where you you're aware of what other people are doing, but I don't think there's much reason to like deliberately block people and hardly ever. I mean, yeah. I only played it twice and yeah. I mean, there were like, like a couple of times like, kids, there's also, you know, items or artifacts you can buy. Right. And so like a couple of times, Philip bought the one that I wanted, you know, unknowing. And I was like, Ugh. but then there was another one that was kind of similar or whatever I could, or you can always do something else. So like, even if, they kind of ruin your your plan for your turn. Like, there's always something else you can do. There's yeah. just a lot of options, I guess, in this game, yeah. which I really like. Um, I didn't really mention buying new cards. Um, it's kind of cool. So there's two different cards that you can buy. There's artifacts, and then there's equipment, I think, is the other one. And the, the way that they work is different. Um, when you buy an artifact, it has the effect on the card. It just goes off right away for free. But then you put the card at the bottom of your deck. Whereas with equipment, it doesn't have the effect right away, but you put it on the top of your draw pile, so you're you're gonna get it next turn. Probably. I think it was the opposite of what you said. No, the items go on the bottom of your draw pile, and the artifacts went off right away, but they go on the top of your discard pile. That's essentially what I meant. Yeah. So basically, your your equipment cards are gonna come up next turn, whereas the artifact cards go off right away, but you're not gonna see them in a long for a long time, probably. Or a few turns. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of cool. Um, it's like a just something else that you consider. The artifacts tend to be a little bit more expensive, but also worth a little bit more victory points. And you have to... There's like, I don't know, like five different resource piles and the artifacts cost one of those to use. So that's something else that you got to consider. Whereas yeah. the equipment cards don't cost anything. But it's so. kind of nice because it's like... Well, the item cards cost coins, right. but the artifact cards cost... It, what was the other thing? I thought they cost coins too. No, it was no, a different thing. Okay, it was mind. like compass. The compasses. Oh, right, right, right. The, yeah. So yes, yes. So there were like two different. So based on which resource you had more of, like you could look at those cards more, yeah. which was kind of neat too. Yeah. Um, other notes I had. One note I had in my notebook, and it's been a little while since we actually played. So I had a note that just said "dog gets newspaper," <laughs> and I had. To remember what that meant this means no one to anyone <laughs> nothing to anyone there's a resource that is what, what is it actually they're ancient tablets ancient tablets mean things they look like i was just calling them newspapers and then i at one point was able to buy a dog that would get you the tablets so i, was, I just wrote down dog gets newspapers <laughs> oh, it was funny Mm -hmm. oh man um another thing i liked was it's actually kind of hard to tell who's winning which for me is really good for morale because <laughs> it's there's not like a a track or whatever like a point there's, track yeah, where you can see or like it's not like a you know like a board where you can clearly see okay this person owns 60 percent of the board and so right. is obviously winning it's like you really you, you kind of can see on the research track and like based on, you know, how many guardians they might have or whatever. But aside from that, like it's, it's pretty hard to tell because there's so many different pieces that play into it and you, that you can't see. Um, so that was kind of neat. 
And also like really there's only what five rounds. Mm-hmm. And so the beginning rounds are kind of short. And then by the time you get to the last round, it's like you, you might have so many turns that it's, it's really kind of like anyone's game at the end, just depending on what your hand is and what you're able to do with it. Um, and then I think we already talked about the other things I had good flow, only two guys. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, also, I liked that I won the first time I played. <laughs> and then she thought she lost horribly the second time. Yeah, but that's what I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna mention that. I so the first time we played, um, I won fifty six to fifty five, so it was really close. And then the second time we actually tied, but um, and I the tiebreaker. I think there was a tiebreaker, and it probably would have gone to Philip. So technically, he would have won or whatever. But it was still neat that it was that close both times we played. Um, but at the beginning of the second game, I think like that was the time when you got an item that I wanted and then something else came up that you got that, that I needed or wanted at the time. And so I was just like, Oh great. I'm just like, this game is a lost cause. I'm going to definitely lose by a ton. And so, you know, I (laughs) was like almost about to give up, (laughs) but I was like, Oh, well just, you know, I thought of something else. I was like, Oh, maybe I could try this. And then it ended up, we tied. So that's another like I don't know some I feel like that's hard to do in these types of games sometimes yeah. where it builds on itself and so if you're kind of down at the beginning you're just like I give up internally <laughs> in these kinds of games but I didn't do that in this game because there's so many different things you can do that I was able to find another way to tie yeah um, yeah I I like the game. Um, I think it's cool how it... So there's a lot of deck building games and then there's a lot of worker placement games. And this one just uses all those mechanics and blends them really well. So, but I, I liked it. Yeah. This is, I think, the newest one that we've... Yes. Yeah, this came out last about. year. Uh, this is still one that people are talking about and buying. It's. Uh, I'm looking at the list and... Um, actually it won the golden geek medium game of the year, apparently for last year, that's the award on board game geek that the people that visit the website where they vote on things. So yeah. So So we're just jumping on the bandwagon really. mm -hmm. Medium game. Does that mean like Like medium medium difficulty, medium weight? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I could see that on this one. This is definitely like, I think a good one for kind of jumping into that medium level yeah of games like it's fun and it is competitive but it doesn't feel aggressive yes i think that's it for me that's it so we changed our rating system last time Mm -hmm. no one ever said anything y'all haven't commented (laughs) (laughs) or emailed us so we're sticking with it for now if you want us to change it at any point, you must interact with us on the interwebs. So, Philip, you're giving an enjoyment rating. What does that mean? One out of five, just a general rating okay. of the game. So, I, I've always hesitated to give five to anything, but I feel like if I'm going to give it to anything, it'd be this. So, yeah. <gasps> wow. Yeah. It's five not a perfect game, but I'm still saying five. And then my rating is the opposite way, and it's a boredom rating of how bored I was so least bored of one and most bored of five <laughs> to be as confusing as possible so I'm gonna give it a one 
on my boredom rating, which is the lowest boredom rating, because I was actually not bored at all playing this game, even though it was a little bit long. I had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah. And I really liked setting it up. Yeah. I, it, I mean, we played it twice and I, I'm already kind of like, I'd play it again pretty soon. So. Yeah. But. And like when Philip was like, let's play it again. I was like, yeah. Instead <laughs> of like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's the game. All right. I have a different kind of bonus segment this week because. No idea what's coming. We're running out of. Uh, children's board games <laughs> to talk about so if you have kids I want to still include you so I'm going to talk about a children's show really briefly and that's our kids were like really into it for like a week and then they haven't really watched it since but it's stuck with me because it's really weird and it's um, Gabby's Dollhouse on Netflix it's random you remember this film? I do yeah. I just was expecting it to be bluey or something no but. I mean I love bluey a lot but I don't have a lot to say about it except for it's amazing but Gabby's dollhouse is basically a little girl who's um, in her room and she has a cat and then she has a dollhouse filled with toy cats and she puts on magical cat headband ear cat ear headband and she goes into the dog dollhouse and plays with her cats but I can't stop thinking about it because she's just like in this room all the time and she never leaves and then like little things every every episode like some little trinket or toy comes through her wall on a little ramp to her her cats and she just talks to the camera and then she just like puts on her ears and goes in her dollhouse. She becomes a cartoon, by the way, when she goes into the dollhouse. She's a, it's live action for the part when she's in her room. And maybe if it wasn't live action for that part, I wouldn't be so weirded out by it. But it just really creeps me out because <laughs> I feel like she's just stuck in this room and is having a psychotic break <laughs> and going into this dollhouse. I think there's no one else alive in the no, world. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's like post-apocalypse. But she's just in this weird cat house. With, I can't yeah. remember the cat's name, but it was funny. My sister had the same reaction to dragon tails because they get sucked into a fantasy world and yeah. like their parents would never notice. I, I guess, yeah, maybe that's, as a parent, it's just like, what, does this child leave her room? Is she okay? I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. She's very, I, I don't know. She okay. seems like a nice kid, but it's really creeps me out a little bit. But it is kind of cute and like the cats are cute and they you know, it's not like the most annoying kids show. And both of our kids could agree on it briefly um, before they moved on to something else. So it's not the worst. It's not, it's not like a bad show. It just like, just really creeps me out every time I watch it, every time they watched it. Cause I was just like, why can she leave? Are there other people? <laughs> How does she eat? <laughs> Kaylee's talking about it too. Mm-hmm. Our cat Kaylee has some things to say. Anyway, so that's my <laughs> random bonus segment for you because <laughs> I needed to talk about it. <laughs> uh, next week, I'll have another kids game maybe. We have this new raccoon. What's that raccoon one called? I don't remember. Anyway, I don't think we've actually played it how you're supposed to play it, so I wasn't ready to talk about it yet. <laughs> Some kind of raccoon dress-up game. I don't think game. we ever will. Um. So yeah, I guess that's pretty much it, though, aside from that. So this will be a fairly short 
episode. If you want more episodes, let us know. You can do that at uh, on Twitter or Instagram at borderboardpod, B-O-A-R-D or B-O-R-E-D pod. Or you can email us at borderboardpod at gmail.com. And I guess that's all. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. <laughs> anyway, we really liked this game, so yeah, go buy it and play it. It's, it's good. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next time, sometime in the future. All right. Keep on playing. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.